in a world full of empty church experiences, many Christians yearn to uh, have an encounter with God, a genuine transformation that takes them from, from mediocrity to flourishing. We're going to be talking about spiritual awakening on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And we're talking about spiritual awakening, four keys to authentic encounter or authentic God encounter. And there's a scripture I want to give you in Psalm 85, 6. It's a famous revival scripture. And uh, this scripture is powerful because it um, it just kind of grabs a hold of what, what revival is. But it says, Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Now, in this case, you know, they were in exile, so their idea of revival was to be delivered from the exile and, and have a land that flourishes again, uh, meaning Israel. However, in our case, we can connect with this idea that when you don't have revival, when you don't have God's presence in your life, when you don't have God encounter in your life, that can become a form of exile in the spirit, where you feel like you're lost, and we find that uh, some modern American revivals have not always demonstrated the biblical foundation of what revival is. They have been more spectacle than spirit, more tantalizing than transformative. And many, attendee, uh, many attendees have left in the same way that they came, spiritually famished. So many Christians are starving for this authentic, authentic encounter with God, a genuine move that transforms the whole life and all its priorities. And so where do you stand with all this stuff? Like, how, how do you feel about, about this thing? Do you, need, do you need an awakening in your life? Too many Christians are deconstructing their faith only to walk away from God. And they often blame the modern church for abuses, for Christian theological paradoxes, for, uh, you know, <clears throat> lack of compassion, to integrate certain <clears throat> certain uh, social ways of, of, of thinking, or some kind of ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical organization that is holding all the power and saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm deconstructing from that whole church thing. But I challenge anyone who is deconstructing their faith that before you deconstruct, you begin seeking the Lord with all your heart. There is an inherent promise in the Scriptures that the Lord will respond to those who seek Him with their whole heart. And thus wrote uh, Chesterton, uh, G.K. Chesterton, he said this, he said, The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. And so make sure that before you walk away from God or faith or deconstruct, make sure that you really put your whole heart into seeking the Lord because God will honor it. So what are four keys to authentic revival according to the Scriptures? What are four keys to authentic revival? The first is this, acknowledgement that we are dead. That seems like a no-brainer, but believe it or not, you know, in this culture that is so uh, spiritually therapeutic, where it's always about me going to church just to feel better about myself, and you know, just give me a sermon that makes me feel good and happy and like a winner, and then I'll go home. But there's this ugly reality that we have to face, 
and revival assumes that the person being awakened is dead, which is hardly flattering in today's therapeutic seeker culture. This challenges uh, some mistaken notions in revival meetings, such as rediscovering yourself and reinventing the best version of yourself in order to be successful, successful in life. It's not a success model when there's revival. It's, it's more like it's all about our alignment to God and, and Him restoring us to where we're supposed to be, who we're supposed to be in Him, in, in Christ. So biblical revival replaces these with the simple reality of our lostness and the need for God to resurrect us. Think of Ezekiel 37, that scripture that, you know, he asked that famous question, can these bones live? And there's something about bones that, when you, when you read that scripture, the, the whole story, the sinews came on and the bones came on and the muscle came on, but it was still the dead army. And then God had to send the wind of His Spirit to wake it up. And we can move as Christians like a dead army with no purpose, with no life in us, with no passion for God. Because one thing revival does is it restores our passion for Him, our joy for God. But another thing that, uh, a key for authentic revival is simply this. The surrender of the self. This is the, the big part. And we know that this is also a, a prerequisite to salvation. You, know, you have to surrender your life to Jesus to be saved. But revival kind of recovers this because we have a tendency to reclaim ourselves even after we've given ourselves to, to God. There's always this battle between flesh and spirit. Uh, and I think, I think Galatians 5 has that whole idea about flesh battles against spirit and spirit against flesh so that you don't do the things you want to do. And they say that an iceberg is submerged 90% in the water, and only 10% is visible to the naked eye. Nobody cares about this until a, a cruise ship collides with one. And we can be just like that iceberg, displaying great outward signs of change and transformation, while at the same time retaining the most important prize that God desires. Self. My inner core, my inmost being, However, when the Spirit be begins to press us in conviction, we feel that as if this ocean liner of our life collides with the iceberg, revealing the ugly, deep-rooted identity that we cling to. And this is a sign of genuine spiritual awakening in our lives. It is always addressing the self, the part of me that can say yes to God or no to God. You know, Matthew 16, 24 through 26 the part of me that doesn't want to deny itself, but it wants to take itself. And, and, you know, there's also the scripture where Jesus said, if you, if you gain your life, you're going to lose it. <clears throat> but if you lose your life for my sake, you're going to gain it. What does he mean by that? If I live for myself supremely, I will lose my life. I might retire and die rich and successful, but without God, there's no real success. Another thing that is a key to authentic revival is simply this. A new obedience. And this is something that was coined by Charles Finney. He talks about that revival is a beginning of new obedience. It implies a new commitment to obeying God in the life that was once previously marked by disobedience. And this is the starting point for discipleship. We have to come under the yoke of Jesus, under the yoke of His teaching. And for any genuine move of God in us, there is no way for it to happen without submitting to God. 
There's no way around this because revival is breaking of the self-life and bringing it under the authority of God. And this is where the new life begins, Luke 6.46. And again, today, you know, many who deconstruct, they have a problem. They have problems with words like obedience or submission or authority. They, they attach those to these toxic narratives of, well, you know, that's the church and who gave them the authority, who gave them the power. And, but yet, there is clear scriptural, if you believe the Bible, it is clear in the scriptures that we must submit to God. And that we must give our lives to Him. There's no way around it. There's no. There's no shortcut. There's no hiding of the price tags on this one. And there's one more thing that <clears throat> revival does, and, and I'm, I'm sure there are, there are more aspects we can add to this. But I just I'm just giving you this today. Corporate identification. Revival generates a corporate identity. In other words, we feel it not just for ourselves, <clears throat> but for the people around us. If you ever seen a real revival, <clears throat> like recently in the university. In, a, in the South, there was a, a revival in a famous university. And uh, there's this corporate connection. And think of Isaiah 6, right, where Isaiah, he, he sees God, but then he sees himself. And then he after he sees himself, he sees the people around him, his concern for them. He's like, we're all lost and we have to find God, you know. And so we identify and we feel the magnitude of our sins and the sins of the community around us. It's almost like the way a beehive or an ant colony shares the hive mind. We share this burden for the lost. And that's why we, we can't just sit back and, and just have church and make it all about me and my family being happy and having programs. If my life is not addressing the broken world and the lost world, then have I really encountered God? Nehemiah, who wept over the state of fallen Israel, threw in his lot with the people around him when, when he said, We have sinned. Even though he hadn't directly, but he, he's identifying with the people, saying, we have sinned. And <clears throat> so consider your life. Consider your spouse, your family, your friend, your significant other, your co-workers. And ask yourself the question, do, do we just need a better church service? Or do we really need a God encounter? Do we just need to go to another class or watch another YouTube video teaching? Or do we need an encounter with God that is personal and profound and that shakes us to the core in a way that will transform us forever? And this is what we need today, I believe. This is the only thing that will correct the, the, the course of the church at large. Uh, so many Christians are, are straying from the faith or have cold faith or have lost their passion. And we, we find that we have to do something about it. And I think it begins by, you know, like, like the missionary once said, go home and draw a circle circle around yourself and get on your knees and, and ask God, Lord, transform what's inside the circle. So we don't need service changes, do we? We need an encounter that will change everything forever. So if you like this podcast, please leave a like and recommend it to a friend. And check us out. We are on YouTube, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Google Podcast, Facebook, Stitcher, and, and others. And uh, so we'd love to grow this podcast, so please recommend it to somebody who's never heard it. Thanks for listening. So glad to be with you. God bless you.